the only way we can validate our kids is if we validate ourselves. Welcome to the Connect Method Parenting Podcast, where correction is out, connection is in, and your kids want to listen to you. I'm Andy Martineau, creator of Connect Method Parenting, here to help you stay calm, confident, and connected no matter what. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Connect Method Parenting Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today. We have a very important topic we're diving into, self-confidence. This is critical. Y'all, we got to figure this out. I was talking to a client last week and the words that came out of this person's mouth was, I am not able to give them what they need. This could be said so many different ways. I'm not enough. I don't have what it takes. I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm going to screw them up. I have no idea what I'm doing. A lot of parents I talk to have this kind of belief system around themselves. It's not helpful and I get it because I've been there, done that. And I also know that we have to walk ourselves out of this very kindly and compassionately. This belief feels true and it feels helpful. Now, what I said back to this client was, what would happen to your life? Who would you be for your kids if you didn't believe that you were not able to give them what they need? And we took a few minutes brainstorming. What would that be like? How would she feel in her body? What would happen to her life and her impact and navigating some of the scenarios that are coming up? What will usually happen next after I have this conversation with a client is I'll say, but Andy, it just doesn't feel true to believe anything else. And I understand where they're coming from because this was exactly what I thought too. In fact, my brain thought it was irresponsible to believe that I was capable or enough that I was going to be able to give my kids what they needed. That's what my brain, my little sticky brain, wanted to offer up to me. Here's what I learned is that when we do not feel self-confident, we will never create confidence in ourselves. Criticizing ourselves, judging ourselves, it's never going to turn the tide on the belief. We're never going to feel enough. We're never going to be able to give our kids enough or navigate things in a kind, compassionate way when things go off track. It will never create that. That is why this conversation today is so critical. I remember seeing a clip of Elon Musk. He was demoing the Cybertruck and supposedly the glass was bulletproof and the demo included someone throwing a rock at the glass to demonstrate this point. But when they threw the rock at the glass, the glass broke. So they threw another rock. It broke again. And I will never forget what I saw. Elon Musk shrugged it off and said, well, I guess we'll have to go back and figure that out. He was unfazed. I would have been embarrassed, mortified, thought my life was ruined, want to hide under a rock, never talk to anyone again. He was able to shrug it off, know that they would figure it out. The amount of self-confidence that he demonstrated that day was profound to me. And I remember thinking, I want to be like that. It wasn't arrogant. He didn't try to make excuses. He didn't try to justify it. He was just humbly, hey, yeah, it broke. That's not what was supposed to happen. We'll have to figure that out. That is what I'm talking about with self-confidence. That is what we need as parents. We need to believe in ourselves and the process enough to continue to move forward so we can actually create more self-confidence. It starts by having a seed of self-confidence. I also believe it starts with understanding that judging ourselves, having negative thoughts about ourselves that take away from the self-confidence are not 
ever going to create what I want. And that it's not irresponsible to let them go. It's actually very responsible to let them go. When you are listening to a podcast like this or working with me as a client, you absolutely have the drive and motivation to figure this out. No matter what's going on, you're going to figure it out. So recognize, hey, I can figure this out. I can have confidence in my ability to problem solve. I can have confidence in my ability to recover from failure and learn from that. That is what I'm talking about. That's what we're diving into today. I've been reading a book by, I think it's Tim Grover called Relentless. He was the trainer who helped train Michael Jordan. And over and over and over again, I'm seeing this relentless attachment to growth, not defining themselves by failures, but growth in who they can become. And it's powerful. I'm seeing so many things that are helping me as I'm on my path to become the best version of myself for myself, for my kids. Where do I source confidence from? Is it by what I did last night? Or is it what I can do tomorrow? Or is it what I can do right now to learn from what happened last night so that I can do better tomorrow? They talk about the training sessions that Michael Jordan went through and how he would take everything as a catalyst for more improvement in the future, learning from it, growing from it, a commitment to that. That's what I'm talking about with parenting self-confidence. That's what we each need to cultivate. And that's why we're having this conversation today. Because a negative emotion, which comes from a belief of I'm not enough for my kids, I can't figure this out. The disappointment, the lack, the frustration, the fear, the worry that a thought like that creates inside of us will never create a positive result. A negative emotion always creates a negative result. We need to understand this so that we can let go of these beliefs that we maybe have felt attached to because it felt irresponsible or untrue to let go of them. We need to give ourselves permission to let go of them and realize it's actually the best thing we can do, the most responsible thing we can do to let go of them so that we can move forward in a different way. So that's what we're talking about today on the podcast. We're going to transition into the episode right now. I'm so thrilled that you're here with me having these discussions every week and let's get to it. We have the best of intentions and yet situations present themselves and sometimes we get a little bit thrown off or we don't stay at our highest level of how we can respond to our kids. There's so much power in being able to look at it with curiosity and taking a step away from the judgment that a lot of us have. I'm the queen of beating myself up. It takes a lot of intentional effort to look at it with curiosity. The fact that that was the best I could do in that moment because of how my nervous system was, because of all the situations, the behaviors, all of the things that were happening at the moment to give myself permission to be at peace that was the best I could do. And I'd like to do better in the future. But when we can come at it from this place of curiosity, that was the best I could do. And I want to really understand what was happening with my brain. I want to understand what situations set my nervous system into an activated mode. We can learn so much so that we can move forward. That's the power of self-coaching or getting coaching on a call. We need both, to be honest. When we're judging and we shouldn't have done that, it was so terrible of me. When we go into that mode, we're going into fight or flight mode against ourselves, which prevents us from having the learning that we want to have if we want to change it for next time. So give yourself permission to be kind about it. And it it segues perfectly into what I wanted to start with today, which is self-confidence. When we have a high level of self-confidence, we can experience life's ups and downs without taking it personal. One of the ways I like to think about emotions, which are the things that come up, We want to be able to give ourselves permission to be humans, to experience the highs and lows of our emotional state, of our nervous system, of us evolving and changing. 
and still retain a confidence about ourselves that's not arrogant. Sometimes we get confused and we think, oh, if I'm really confident, then I'm going to not learn. I'm not going to grow. I'm arrogant. I'm not looking honestly at my behavior and none of that. So self-confidence seems to be what all of us want. And we want self-confidence in parenting specifically so that stuff like what we're talking about right here open to us to learn and grow from. Nelson Mandela said something like, I never fail. I only learn or grow something like that. And I love that mantra. I love that idea of living by that statement because it allows me to never be defined by anything. I wanted to remind you guys all about this idea. We have emotions or we have experiences. We are not the experience. We are not the emotion. And in English, we say, I am frustrated. In French, they say, I have frustration. And I have been trying really hard for the last few years to get myself in a place where I just have this and it's momentarily, it's a cloud passing over the sky. I'm the blue sky. And sometimes the clouds pass through. Clouds are always passing through. And even if they're stormy and dark and cause some rain vault, which we might love or might be inconvenient, we're here to experience all of it. We know ultimately the clouds are passing through. They are not the sky. We're never like, I guess the sky is now a bunch of clouds. It's never coming back. We know that the sky is blue. Just like we know that we are loving and kind and worthy. What is it about self-confidence that makes it an attractive feeling? Think of it in parenting. Why would that be helpful? Why would being confident be an ultimate identity trait that you want? Why? Self-confidence instructs people how to think about you. We teach people how to treat us by how we treat ourselves. Does that make sense? So this goes with our kids too. If we treat ourselves kindly, if we believe in ourselves, we are showing up with that energy. We're showing up with that way of being and we're saying, hey, this is how you can treat me too. We're setting the example. So self-confidence makes it easy for people to like us. It suggests leadership. As humans, we're a pack animal. We want to find the leader. We want to follow her. Self-confidence is one of the traits of a leader. And when someone is in a leadership space, if they're showing up and I got this, I'm going to figure this out. This is what we get when we're curious. If we're beating ourselves up, we're not showing up as powerful leaders to our children or to ourselves. When we are being self-confident, our kids can sense that. They are more likely to listen to us. They're more likely to follow us. They're more likely to want to emulate us. I want you to think about it in other examples where you have someone in your life and they're showing up with a compassionate confidence. They're compassionate. They're kind. They have this loving kindness energy around them, but they're also very confident in themselves. We naturally gravitate. We feel safe. And neurologically speaking, we are a pack animal just genetically, and we do want leaders to follow. And when we have someone that's in a leadership position that we really do feel like they can figure this out, they have my best interest in mind, our nervous system can relax because we can trust that someone else is going to help make the situation safe. So that's another reason why we want to offer that to our kids. They want to follow. They want someone to help them figure things out. They want to know that we can figure stuff out, but not because mom said so, and I'm the boss from a compassionate space. So we want them to want to follow us and to want to listen to us. And that doesn't come because we're arrogant or avoidant. It comes because we're confident in ourselves and our abilities. It doesn't mean we're perfect. If you're new to Connect Method Parenting, I have a great way for you to get started. I created a free course that covers some of the biggest challenges parents are facing and how Connect Method Parenting solves them. In an hour, we're going to talk about why parenting is so hard, how to get your kids to want to listen to you, how to stop yelling and losing your cool and become that calm, confident, connected parent for good. 
It's the fastest way to get started using connection as your go-to tool for influencing and impacting your kids. Go to cmp.works forward slash course to get instant access today. If you're new to Connect Method Parenting, I have a great way for you to get started. I created a free course that covers some of the biggest challenges parents are facing and how Connect Method Parenting solves them. In an hour, we're going to talk about why parenting is so hard, how to get your kids to want to listen to you, how to stop yelling and losing your cool and become that calm, confident, connected parent for good. It's the fastest way to get started using connection as your go-to tool for influencing and impacting your kids. Go to cmp.works forward slash course to get instant access today. Okay, let's read what you guys said. Today, I realized that I took my adult problems into the kids not cleaning up their messes. The kids not cleaning up after themselves was annoying, but I didn't have to react in that manner. I really need to do a thought download. Yes, I would recommend doing a thought download on it. If you can do it from a place of compassionate curiosity, it's going to yield a lot of growth, a lot of insight. I was just doing this about something I was dumping and it was so amazing what I saw when I could look at what I wrote down through the lens of this is all going to help me do better next time. Anytime you catch yourself using the word should, I would be like, no, I couldn't have done better in the moment. That was the best I could do. Why was I throttled there? Keep thinking, keep responding as more thoughts come up, but a thought download would be great. Andy, this is why you have taken the cake above and beyond all other parenting books. Ah, thank you. And therapists for me. Because you're the the first person that validates parents in their weaknesses. Yes. Thank you. I'm glad you're hearing that. I hope everyone's hearing that. It's okay to be where we are. It's okay to love where we are and even to just get curious about where we are. Most say it's important for kids to receive this from their parents, but if the parents can't learn to be gentle and accepting of themselves first, despite weaknesses is definitely a prerequisite for loving our kids and their weaknesses. Confidence equals not wasting time with doubt and shame. It's way more effective and efficient. I love those insights. Thanks for making those comments. Yeah. The only way we can validate our kids is if we validate ourselves and the better we get at validating ourselves, the more confident we're going to be. So self-confidence exudes positivity and that's attractive. We love to be around people who help us feel better. So self-confident people have positive thoughts about themselves, which in turn create positive thoughts towards others. That's so great. So as you look at the last thing you did that maybe you're like, oh, that wasn't exactly what I, where I want to be. And if you can just exude positive energy, curiosity. Oh, it's so fascinating. That grows your ability to do that towards yourself. And just think what you're going to be able to offer your kids when they have what they might call a mess up or a failure or a meltdown. You practice doing it to yourself, which is the first place we have to do it. Validate and love myself where I am. Now I can be that for my kids. And that is so great for their nervous system. So self-confidence is based on our mindset. And there is a difference between confidence and self-confidence. Confidence can be specific to a practiced skill or talent. Self-confidence is this overall mindset about your ability in all areas of life that matter to you. So a growth mindset breeds self-confidence. A fixed mindset relies on external input. Does that make sense? Let me say that again. A growth mindset breeds self-confidence. So when I say growth mindset, that would include the feelings and attributes of curiosity, of compassion, of empathy, of believing we're doing the best we can. Those are the kind of thoughts like, I believe I was doing the best I can. I really want to get curious about this. I want to do better next time. And the ingredients for me to do better next time are inside this situation where I didn't 
hit my max capacity for love, but it's not because there's anything wrong with me. It was just, what are the circumstances? What are the thoughts? What are the things that were going on that led me to be throttled there? And I'm committed. That's another thing that breeds self-confidence. I'm committed to figuring it out, but from a place of abundance, like I know it's in here. It's just being throttled by my nervous system or some traumatic event that happened or some lack of sleep or me not feeling well. So a growth mindset breeds self-confidence. A fixed mindset relies on external input. So it's externally, what is that? What is happening outside of me? And Another way, really quickly, I want to just say this, hopefully one of these will click with you, is when we are in a growth mindset, that's when we believe we've had this emotion. I had the thought that my kids should be doing better. I have something instead of I am something. A fixed mindset is I am unkind. I should have done something differently. This should not have happened. That's this fixed mindset. So fixed traits, intelligence, beauty, heritage, typically that's what we call fixed traits. These things we are can't change. They just, it is what it is. That keeps us stuck. And that goes back to, I am just a frustrated person. I have lack of whatever it is. Like I am, and we really define ourselves by these things that are unchangeable. A fixed mindset sees failing at something as an expression of a character or trait flaw. I don't know how many moms, when my kids were little and I was homeschooling them, they'd be like, oh, I just could never do that because I'm just not patient. Oh my gosh. I'm like, you don't even understand. Neither was I. I just learned it through being home with them and having to be forced with them to deal with this stuff. So this idea we have patience or we don't, we have unconditional love or we don't, we have the ability to handle the tantrum or we don't fixed versus growth. So growth mindset thrives on challenges and it sees failure, not as evidence of unintelligence or not being capable, but as a springboard for growth and for stretching our existing abilities. So what is your belief about your capacity? I want everybody to honestly answer that right now. What is your belief about your capacity to love? And I want you to be honest. There's going to be a part of us that wants to give the right answer or the one that feels the best, but where we're going to get the most growth is when we're honest with ourselves and we're actually, there's part of me that wonders if I'm going to be able to get through this. There's part of me that thinks maybe I can't handle whatever it is. Where is your belief? Where's your cap? Where's your brain at right now? Do you believe it's fixed or do you believe you can grow and learn how to do anything? Is failure just feedback? That's what I love to think about. It's just feedback. When I ever feel doubt and I would include failure or frustration or I'm uncomfortable, that just means I'm absolutely on the right track, which is hundred percent true when we can use that as feedback instead of as evidence that there's something terribly wrong with us and we're never going to change. So self-confidence is a capability that we can develop through practice and repetition. Let me say that again. Self-confidence is a feeling we need to develop and it helps us develop the capability to be able to do whatever we want, to take action, to fail, and to learn. So when you take action, you either do or do not get the result you want. Those are really the only two options. I'm either going to get what I'm hoping or I'm not. That's it. It's not that scary. It feels really scary in our brains, but it really doesn't have to be that scary. If we can look at it, like every time I go wake my kids up in the morning, or I try to have a conversation with them that's kind and loving, or they're fighting in the other room and I'm going to go in there and take action and try to do something about it. They're going to get the result I want, or I'm going to get the result I don't want. Either way works. Either way I learn. You always learn what works and what doesn't work. And this increases your capacity, your capability by practicing and getting better. If we aren't taking action, we are moving away from self-confidence. We're failing ahead of time. I'm gonna avoid trying to create something new with my kids. And as a result, we fail to take action on this plan that will create more connection. And as a result, we don't have the strategic byproduct of the action we take. Failing sometimes is the best thing that can happen to us 
accidentally slipping back into old patterns can be the best catalyst for our growth to take it to a whole new level, to solidify the things we've been working on even deeper. That's what happens when we look at it from a place of growth, from a place of I was doing my best. I never fail. I always learn and grow. So failing ahead of time, we don't engage or when we beat ourselves up, which is failing ahead of time, get caught in judgment, which we might for a little bit. I still sometimes will get caught in judgment about myself and then be like, wait, stop, pause, interrupt. That's me not actually using the raw materials from this experience to help me do better. I'm just going to get stuck in this messiness of it. So we want to go in and, and evaluate and learn and grow from it, be honest, because that allows us to move forward. When we don't do that, when we don't get curious, we don't do the thought download, we don't do our steers, then we don't get to have the benefit of learning. It doesn't catapult us. It's failing ahead of time, which teaches us nothing. Spinning in confusion for indulging in it for a long time and beating ourselves up. Most of us have been there. We've been there, done that. Me, me, I've done that. And I don't get better the next time. I just keep spinning because my identity, my evidence that I'm collecting for myself of who I am is not being capable, feeling like I'm not confident in my ability. So if we're going to fail, let's make sure we fail by taking massive action and learning from anything that happens, whether it worked or didn't work, learning rather than by doing nothing and trying to just stay comfortable. Our bodies will want us to just do the same old thing because it says, well, we survived last time we yelled or last time when the kids fought and we just grounded them, or I don't like the kids fighting, but I don't want to try these new ideas to go connect with them beforehand and in the middle of it, because that feels really uncomfortable when we try to stay comfortable. And this is un unintentional. Don't beat yourself up. for This is subconscious. Our brain likes to do the same things it's been doing because it has a lot of evidence saying that you've done this before and we didn't die. So let's just keep doing it, but it's not the best thing for your growth or your relationships or your parenting. So I want you to look at your failures and see that they're the exact thing that you need. And failure, I use loosely. I don't even love that word, but our brains are so conditioned to use that word. But our mess ups, our failures, things that didn't go the way we wish they would have gone. And realize that all of those are perfect for us. They get us somewhere and use them to increase our self-confidence. So here are some thoughts I'm going to offer you guys that you can use exactly like this. You can just copy and paste these for yourself, or you can use them to inspire you to create some more for yourself. But I would love you to think about some thoughts you want to have about yourself in the regards to how you're showing up as a parent and in life, because really who you are as a person is what is going to decide if you can do connect method parenting, how your nervous system is, how you're treating yourselves, all these things like we always talk about. So here's some good thought. I believe in my ability to get the result I want, no matter how long it takes, how many times I fail or what I need to learn. That is so good. I'm going to say that one more time because it's so good. I believe in my ability to get this result, fill in the blank, your goal that you have with parenting, no matter how long it takes, how many times I have to fail or what I need to learn. How about this one? I enjoy making the impossible happen. If you have a goal that feels a little out of reach, oh my gosh, it doesn't feel possible. Just practice believing what would my life be like? What would I be feeling? Put these into a steer. If your thought was, I enjoy making the impossible happen, what would you be feeling about yourself, about your kids, about the situation? Here's another one. Why not? I see no reason why I can't create something spectacular if I keep trying with all my heart and mind. That's a beautiful thought, especially when something hasn't gone the way our brain said it should have gone. I don't see any way I can't create something spectacular if I just keep going and trying with all my heart and mind. Failure is the way to success. I love this one. Another version of that is discomfort is the currency to success. Self-confidence creates amazing success. Here's what might get in the way is like thinking I can't, 
my kids already have this perception of me. They believe I'm not very kind, or they believe I'm really impatient. Those are the thoughts that won't help you create self-confidence. Good question. Since I can learn to do anything I set my mind to, I love unconditionally. So, so good. I also said, I am trying to look at the best in myself and feeling myself the way I feed others by looking at the best in them, complimenting them. I need to do that with myself. I feel inferior to other people, even though I know I am doing amazing things today compared to where I started two years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever kind things and compliments we would say to other people, can we practice saying that to ourselves? Going to feel uncomfortable at first, but you want the strategic byproduct of taking the action that feels uncomfortable. Even writing all of the things you appreciate about yourself, or even just one a day to feed that ability to feel and compliment and really build yourself up would be powerful. So good. Okay. So here's some exercise, an exercise I want you to do. I want you to, now that we've talked about it, this is your homework. Define self-confidence for yourself, your definition of it. As you're thinking about that, where does self-confidence come from? Do you have a lot of it? Why or why not? Why do you want it? What is the best way to get more of it? What thoughts do you have now preventing it? This is good. You got to look at the thoughts that are getting in the way. So what thoughts are preventing me from feeling self-confident? Do you have any fears about being self-confident and the success you will create with it? Sometimes we have these weird limiting beliefs that's holding us back. What is the result you want to create and how will self-confidence help you get there? So take some time this week do this work and we'll talk to you guys all soon. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Thanks guys. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, come check out League, my Connect Method Parenting Coaching Program, where we take this material and we apply it using my proven formula. Head over to cmp.works forward slash join.